Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSIN, the sports betting network. What up, folks? Welcome in Live Bet Saturday here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Jonathan Von Tobel. We are presented by BetMGM. Danny Burke alongside out there in Chicago. Now my best friend because he did me a favor this morning. What's up, buddy? Hey, how we doing, pal? We got uh, another solid slate to look forward to. I got to power through an ugly one to get through this early part of it. But uh, afterward, it's looking pretty stacked. I am. Uh, okay, I was going to say. I'm going to fight you on this because Elliot and I, our producer, were just talking about this right before we came on. I think you and I have been very lucky. We've gotten quite like the morning slates where there's a lot of meaningful mm-hmm. games, and these games could end up being uh, good games. Uh, but on the surface, I will say that uh, I asked for the wrong Saturday off because these morning games kind of stink. <laughs> uh, but we do have to get through it. So let's talk about the games that are going to close right now at 9 a.m. our time out here in the West Coast and 11 o'clock for those of you who are with Danny in Chicago in the middle Midwest? Midwest. I was going to say Mideast for some it. reason. It's kind of Mideast <laughs> for me. Uh, all right. So Western Kentucky and Charlotte, we'll get this one out of the way. Uh, consensus price here. Western Kentucky is going to close as a 14.5 point favorite. Total of 72.5. Ohio State Northwestern. Uh, we will maybe not be need to keep an eye on this one. Ohio State's going to close as a 37 Seven and a half point favorite in this game against Northwestern. I know you're a Big Ten guy. I would assume you don't have much here. Total of 55 and a half. Nothing in that game. Okay. Same philosophy when Ohio State's a big favorite. If it stays closer or it's not as big of a lead, then you would think it would be look to live bet Ohio State like we kind of did a couple of times last week. And yep. uh, hey, they almost ended up covering the pre-flop spread. So uh, that's the beauty of the Buckeyes sometimes. One game that if you told us we were going to get it like two months ago, we would have been excited. Now it doesn't mean anything at all. But Texas A&M is going to go off as a one and a half point favorite with a total of 53 and a half here against Florida. Texas A&M did open up two and a half over at BetMGM. This total has been bet down from 54 and a half to 53 and a half. So no real insane moves, uh, but still a move worth mentioning. Now there are two Two games that I think are somewhat important in the grand scheme of things, and we'll hit on those very quickly. First off, um, out of spite, I have done it again. I deserved a cover last week. There's no analysis in this. I don't care. I deserved (laughs) to cover with West Virginia last week, and thus I will be coming back here and betting against TCU, which I did, took eight with Texas Tech, and that is exactly what the number is going to close here, eight, eight and a half, with a total of 68 and a half. And actually, I've got one spot flashing nine, so I took a bad number. That's fantastic. Uh, We'll see if uh, maybe, just maybe, I can get inside a bad number. And actually, I lied as well because there's another spot that closed nine and a half. But I I deserve this, Daniel. TCU with the ridiculous play at the end of the game last, (laughs) last week where they get an offsides call. So, of course, Heisman winner, 
future Heisman winner. Max Duggar, right. uh, Duggan decides to go for the end zone. They get a touchdown and they cover the number. Game goes over the total as well. I will go back to the analysis that I don't think TCU can keep doing this. Uh, the luck that they have received throughout this run is absolutely insane. I don't mind if they win this game, but again, covering a big number here against the Texas Tech squad, which despite quarterback controversy, Danny, is still putting up offensive yards. Uh, I will take Texas Tech here in this spot against TCU. Yeah, I'd have to lean with you in that regard as well. I think Texas Tech can do enough to keep up offensively. I don't really think it's going to be a game where you're going to be getting huge defensive stops. If it is, it's going to be who can get the bigger ones on third down, and that's really going to tell the difference here. And if Texas Tech can limit it in that regard, I mean, again, TCU is going to get it. It's inevitable. But if you can limit that damage, then they should be able to keep this one close to about a touchdown or so. And then really it's kind of just converting the big plays for Texas Tech, right? You can't get stopped and have to play so far from behind in the first half because that's when TCU is really going to cause some damage. But I would be on the side that you're gravitating toward here. I didn't bet anything, but I'll be rooting for you. As you know, I always am, my friend. So uh, we will be sweating out the Red Raiders, and I'm thinking you're going to get there today. Uh, two big 10 games that I want to note really quickly before we get to the other contest uh, that is worth uh, monitoring. Actually, three we'll mention. Uh, Purdue, Iowa. Purdue's going to go off here in this spot as a three-and-a-half point favorite over at BetMGM with a total of 39-and-a-half. Minnesota and your Corn Huskers uh, right now are catching 14-and-a-half at home, the Huskers are, with a total of 44-and-a-half in their game against Minnesota. And then Wisconsin is going to close a five-point favorite with a total of 47-and-a-half. Uh, do you believe in Nebraska catching over two touchdowns here against Minnesota, against Illinois, it did not go so well. You can't turn the ball over as much as they did. But no. uh, Minnesota is, I don't think they're this team, right? Like, this seems kind of like an overreaction. It is a little bit, but I guess if the, the reason the line's this high is because you saw Purdy going into the game against Illinois, and when he did, all things broke loose in the wrong kind of fashions for Nebraska. But I'm watching the game right now, JVT, and what they are implementing is the ground game with Anthony Grant, who had been an absolute stud at the entire beginning of the season, yet they kind of strayed away from it. So then when Casey Thompson got injured, you had no passing game. Purdy looked like he didn't know how to throw a ball, and that's when you know the doors broke wide open for Illinois. And now we see him starting once again, but they are going to instill that ground attack and if you believe that they can do it successfully which they have then yeah taking that many points against minnesota i think would be the right side here and they're already off to a good start they're pretty much in the red zone right now we'll see if they can execute but uh really quick jbt aside from that big 10 game I did have a play in that I wouldn't Purdue spot. I wanted to get three with Purdue, didn't end up doing so. I laid minus a buck 65 with the Boilermakers. I know it's an expensive price. I think Purdue's just a better team, and I don't think I was going to be able to keep up offensively. Like the Hawkeyes' defense is solid, but Purdue having the time to prepare for this game, I would just being awful as you and I witnessed every single week. I think Purdue will do enough to overcome them. And because of how wonky and weird things happen in Iowa games, too, that makes me a tad bit cautious with the spread. You know a safety's pretty much always doing one of these games. But I'll be sweating out the Boilermakers to win outright against Iowa. I like it. And uh, last one, and this is obviously these games are all underway now at this point. Um, and we are just kicked off in uh, Texas Tech TCU. The Fox game is always about five minutes behind or so. Um, Virginia's at about midfield against North Carolina. And, and this game does matter, Danny. I know that North Carolina is close, uh, has closed as a relatively like solid favorite. Seven and a half on the road is nothing to sneeze at. Uh, but North Carolina trying, shockingly enough, to keep pace in their division so they can hold off Duke and find their way to an ACC title game against what looks like is going to be Clemson, uh, but a big game for North Carolina nonetheless as they are, of course, 17th in the country and uh, have a path toward winning their conference at this point right now. Do you have anything here? I don't think you had anything in this one, right? No, I took North Carolina last week, and right. you know the end result wasn't uh, didn't make it seem as comfortable as it actually was. I think I've done my fair share of sweating out this Tar Heels defense, so I would stay away from this game. I'm sure you'll get a better number with the Tar Heels at some point, so if you think at the end of the day they will pull it out, just have some patience and look for a better in-game number. That's what I'll probably do, JBT, if I do end up doing anything in that spot. And we should update uh, because we did have a game that kicked off very early this morning, 8.30 a.m. Pacific time, Air Force and Army got their contest started. This is still scoreless with about four minutes left to go. Uh, Service Academy unders, everybody loves them. So I'm sure that we will see this, uh, what do you think, like 3 nothing? Um, no, I hope it's a little bit more fun than that. But right now it is scoreless, 3.45 left to go and rolling in this game. Army with a fourth and one on their own 39-yard line. They're lining up to go for it. So we'll see if they get that and if any scoring uh, ensues in this contest. All right. 
So the table is set. Again, it's kind of like a eh morning. Uh, in about 20 minutes from now, Georgia Tech and Virginia Tech are going to get started as well. Uh, we'll give you updates on that number two. Right now, from a, a pre-flop standpoint, I've got on my screen Virginia Tech as a three-and-a-half-point favorite with a total of 40-and-a-half. So I'll ask you this. we got about three and a half minutes before we get out of here. We get to our big game breakdowns as we usually do. You mentioned the big slate later today. Uh, it is hard not to start with the big game of the day, and that, of course, would be Georgia and Tennessee. Now, this is what I wanted to ask you, Danny, because first off, your initial thoughts as you look at this matchup, because Georgia comes into this uh, with one key injury, and it's not one that's going to affect the line, and it might not affect the matchup that much because when you lose a guy, uh, when you're Georgia, you replace him with another five-star caliber player, but they're leading, uh, they're leading, I guess he's been called leading sacker. I call their sack leader. Uh, Nolan Smith <laughs> is going to be done, it looks like for the rest of the year, I believe, actually, with a uh, torn pec, I believe, is the actual injury, but a big blow for Georgia in the grand scheme of things. And today, against a dynamic passing attack of Hendon Hooker in Tennessee, what are your initial thoughts as you look at Georgia in this spot here against the Volunteers? Doesn't the the right side would seem to be taking the points with Tennessee, but also you got to imagine that's a huge public underdog coming into this spot. And not that that dictates the outcome of a game, but that's usually a spot you're hesitant to be with. The thing to me is how much is Tennessee's defense going to limit Georgia? Because Georgia doesn't have the strongest offense in the world. Like Bennett's okay, but they get by because they consistently have the top defense. And I think Tennessee will get slowed down from time to time, but they'll still do enough to scheme around it and get a big explosive play to get a touchdown here and there. So I'm not necessarily as concerned with the side of Tennessee in their offense because they've been proven to keep up with anybody. And again, I know this is their toughest test, but um, again, I just, if Tennessee's defense is going to be getting exposed left and right, then at the end of the day, yeah, that Georgia defense will be a factor and they'll get the necessary stops to probably keep this game in a comfortable distance on their side. So I'm not going to touch this one pre-flop JVT. Again, I would lean with taking the points with Tennessee, but I feel like this could have kind of the tempo of Georgia with the home crowd behind them, knowing how big a game this is, they could get out to a big lead. They could force Hooker to feeling nervous and into some big mistakes early on. And I could see Georgia getting out to maybe a double digit lead, maybe, you know, 10, nothing, even 10, three, 14, three, something like that. And then you'll be seeing a better spot in game with the volunteers to where you can only contain their offense so long that's where I would look to jump in on the volunteers. And I, I think at some point you will get a better number with them. And I will wait for that point and see really how they handled this huge situation against the best defense they've played. So that's going to be my approach to this game. Uh, I am curious your thoughts. So which side would maybe be worth a play if you had any conviction before it starts? So I thought that uh, I agree with the, the thought process of waiting in game and uh, waiting in game, I think for a cheap price on Georgia. Um, that is the way okay. that, I, that I'm going to look here. I think, I really like Georgia defensively, but I also think we undervalue how good they can be offensively, especially against Tennessee, which has shown some cracks on that end. Like, they're not a dominant defense by any stretch. Uh, Alabama, as we know, had a lot of success in that matchup, too. But I think I don't want to lay eight and a half. I want to see if I can get maybe a couple of punts or an early Tennessee score, get this number under seven, and then lay it with Georgia uh, in this matchup. Because I do like the Bulldogs here. I just don't want to lay a number like that. We'll have more on this matchup as we continue throughout the day. Very quickly, positive vibes here on Saturday. We're off to a great start. Darius Davis with, I think, an 85-yard touchdown. Uh, it was a punt return for TCU. They were up 7 nothing over Texas Tech. So we'll give you an update on that and plenty else as we are on and rolling here on Live Bet Saturday. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.
Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSIN, the sports betting network. Get everything VEASAN has to offer for the rest of the football season. It's only 99 bucks. Get VEASAN Pro Access all the way through the Super Bowl, plus our upcoming college basketball, college bowl, and Super Bowl betting guides. Just turned in all the copy. Our deadline was the other day for the college basketball betting guide. Give yourself an edge. Visit VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Get your $99 midseason special today. VSIN.com slash subscribe. You know, speaking of college hoops, I came in today. Massive news in the Mountain West Conference when it came to college hoops. And nobody cared, Danny. I'm sure you care, right? Of course, buddy. Graham E.K. Always care. Wyoming's uh, one of Wyoming's best players. I would argue Hunter Maldonado is their best player uh, because he's a guard, and I am I like guards better than uh, post players. Still, uh, he is out for six to eight weeks. A very big blow. Preseason player of the year in the Mountain West. Graham E.K. done for six to eight weeks. Now, we, other, we have other news. Uh, Texas Tech with uh, just a phenomenal run from Taj Brooks. 21 yards to their own 42-yard line for a first down. Thinking, great, here we go. Uh, and yet, uh, incomplete pass run for about a loss of three, and now it's third down, and we'll call it like 12 or 13. So Texas Tech, oh, 14. Look at that. Uh, <laughs> so it's just a little bit more than you think. Uh, other updates, though, to give you as we wait for score, uh, a score in that game. Uh, we do have scores in other games to give you. Virginia mentioned that their opening drive, Danny, uh, was moving. They had just crossed midfield when we last updated it. Well, they found the end zone. So with about nine minutes left to go in the first, they are now four-and-a-half-point underdogs to make it five-and-a-half as I speak with a total of 66-and-a-half in this matchup against North Carolina as the Tar Heels are moving on their own. We'll see if they can actually uh, get something out of their early drive. Tulane, I feel bad. Actually, I should I forgot to mention number 19, Tulane, who is, of course, their own way trying to stay on top of the conference. They are undefeated in the American and uh, trying to find their way to a conference championship game. UCF and Cincinnati, of course, playing well at this point in conference too. Uh, but Tulane is up 7 nothing over Tulsa right now in this matchup. So we'll give you an update as soon as that updates on my screen. But they have a 7 nothing lead with about 13 minutes left to go. Actually, I don't think this has been updated because I think we have a little bit less than 13 minutes left to go uh, in the first quarter. So as we look around, we're waiting for updates in all of these games. We'll continue to update everything that goes on. A couple of quick notes, too, by the way, on Tennessee, Georgia, that we should uh, give out. Uh, first off, we like to do the exercise where we look at game of the year lines, Danny. Uh, Tennessee was a 12-point underdog in South Point's game of the year lies, uh, lines, and now we're sitting at Georgia minus eight, eight and a half. So there hasn't been a massive adjustment here in terms of the power rating on Tennessee, but there has been something, and I think that is warranted. So I guess you ask yourself, you know, Chris Andrews, uh, his game of the year lines, uh, pretty solid, especially early on, and he knows what he's talking about. Uh, is this enough of an adjustment in your mind? And I say like the collective you, not just you, uh, that maybe this should be a little bit more, a little bit less. I'm really obviously fascinated to see what this matchup entails, but we do have some small evidence that there has been an adjustment in Tennessee's power rating, and rightfully so up to this point. It is pretty peculiar, right? Based on what you've seen out of Tennessee, you would think there would have been a bigger adjustment, maybe at least down to a seven to keep this right at the touchdown. So seeing that it was 12 and now it's what, you know, went down to eight, right around nine or so, wherever you're looking. This to me speaks more volume to the respect on the side of Georgia and as much greatness as we have seen from Tennessee, kind of like you were looking forward to JVT. Yeah, maybe they do keep it close, but at the end of the day, Georgia's just too much of a powerhouse and that offense may be underrated. So, you know, someone like myself who leans toward Tennessee hasn't bet it. And I'm sure a majority of the public, they're looking at that go, what? That makes no sense. But man, I mean, that's just telling you the respect 
that Georgia gets at this point, despite all the, again, the success and greatness you have seen out of this Tennessee team. So, yeah, I, I'm honestly surprised. I didn't know that that was the uh, that was the kind of a summer number that you saw the original opener with this Georgia team. So, man, yeah. That's kind of making me think a little bit, too, for that the, it wasn't that much of a movement. For those who um, who like these, and I know these are very popular up on the website, our betting splits, uh, most bet game today, not shocking, uh, that is going to be Tennessee and Georgia, or at least it was when these numbers were reported. Uh, most bet team in terms of tickets, it is Tennessee plus eight. Most bet team in terms of handle, Tennessee plus eight. And uh, the game that has been bet the over the most, it is, I'll let you guess, Tennessee, Georgia, uh, and that number is up to about 66 and a half. And that is actually, so I thought from a total standpoint that this, it seemed at least like a correlated side, right? So for example, if you like Tennessee today, I, that is going to be a higher scoring game. And I think everything in terms of movement has kind of correlated, right? I think if it's a higher scoring game, Tennessee would be a little bit more in favor or it's a more favorable outcome for Tennessee. It's a higher scoring game because they're able to go up and down the field against Georgia and their defense, albeit not great, uh, is still giving up some points. And if it's a lower scoring game, that would mean that Tennessee is probably not scoring in in explosive fashion like we're used to seeing. And it would maybe behoove Georgia that it plays in that style. But it also matches up what we're seeing with the public sentiment and just the sentiment overall, right, Danny? Uh, the, The correlation to those sides. The most bet over is Tennessee and Georgia, and the most bet side is Tennessee plus eight. So it makes sense that we're seeing the action up to this point. So we got a few hours. We'll see where this thing closes up at. Uh, but this is going to be a hot topic on the show today and throughout the day on the network. Let's move on from here. Uh, let's go to a couple of other big games that we're going to see a little bit later today. I'm fascinated by this Big 12 matchup, not TCU, Texas Tech. Texas on the road against Kansas State. So this has been a team, the Longhorns, and you and I have discussed this, the market has respect for Texas. I know Brad Powers, professional handicapper, is in on Texas. I'm sure he's probably at pick with Texas or maybe even a little bit better as opposed to laying out two and a half, which is out there right now. Um, but Texas is a team that the market has moved on each of the last three weeks. Texas is also a team, though, Danny, that has let betters down each of the last few weeks. So what do you make of this as Kansas State continues to roll no matter who their quarterback is? Are the Longhorns still being overvalued by the market? Because it does seem that ever since we watched them go toe-to-toe with Alabama, the second that Quinn Ewers came back, that power rating skyrocketed, but they haven't exactly delivered on that adjustment in terms of the rating. Yeah, I think this is probably one of the top three interesting games of this slate, aside from, you know, maybe an Alabama LSU and then obviously Georgia and Tennessee. This one in terms of the betting regards, because I want to go on the side of Texas here, JVT. I agree with Brad Powers. Um, I do think they are the better squad, but there's really not been anything comfortable or secure looking at this Longhorns team, as you were just alluding to. Now, I get that Kansas State looked great a couple weeks ago when they probably shouldn't have. And, you know, they've been a revelation since Adrian Martinez has been there. But I still think through and through on both sides of the ball, Texas does have the better playmakers. And at the end of the day, look, if Quinn Ewers needs to have his big game, why not it be on the road here against Kansas State? So if you're still seeing a two and a half out there, which I believe there are a couple, uh, I would lean toward Texas. I'll probably just be an observer in this spot and just look from a fan standpoint because I'm sure it'll be a back and forth and a bunch of shenanigans type of game. But yeah, I, I do lean Texas. Are you kind of thinking that same side? Well, what are your thoughts on this one? I, I'm I didn't really have a strong opinion. I actually would rather, I think, back Kansas State. My my problem is kind of what we're talking about here is the market is being pretty stubborn in its evaluation of Texas. I mean, if we look at these last couple of games, so yes, they go ahead, they beat up on Oklahoma in that spot, right? 49-0, that's uh, Quinn Ewers' return to action. So they're seven and a half point favorites. They take care of that. But then after that, they get bet up, remember, to almost as high as 16 and a half against Iowa State. They're tooth and nail there. They win 24-21. It was in the fourth quarter that they had to come back. Oklahoma State, they get bet up in that spot. They close as a six and a half point favorite on the road against Oklahoma State. They essentially, I think they got held, what, three points in the second half, if I remember correctly, uh, in that game last week. Uh, or was that two weeks ago? No, it was last week. Um, might have been two weeks ago. Time melts altogether. I can't remember. Regardless, it was the last time we saw them. They blew it in the second half, and they lose that game outright as well. I just feel like at this point, until we see the market start to adjust on its rating here of Texas, I think clearly the last two weeks have shown us the market is a little too high on them, and especially if you're not behind the line move or if you're behind the line move. You're not getting it a pick. You're not getting it anywhere else, and it's not like two and a half or two and a half is sure. the worst number of the world. I just feel like we've seen enough over these last couple of weeks to show that 
the betting market is a little too high on Texas, and that would keep me off of the side, you know? Yeah, no, I understand. And that's why at the end of the day, I'll probably just be watching this one. But man, that'll be a fun one. Uh, we'll really get a true idea of both teams, I suppose, by the end of it. Uh, really quick, an update. I was kind of watching on my corner here. You know, I got my Cornhuskers teed up despite how much they disappoint me week in and week out. So they started off with a great drive, JBT. Purdy puts it in with the quarterback keep on the option read. They're up 7 nothing. They're about to score again here. Well, it's third and goal, but they got it at uh, Minnesota's six-yard line right now. They're moving the ball. They're running it, and they actually got to stop defensively, which seldom happens, especially against this Minnesota offense that's touted as being one of the better ones. And as I was looking at this game, as Nebraska's going down the field, you know, BetMGM, and I think now incomplete, almost had a touchdown. But the point is they were still giving you Nebraska 2-1 to one as the underdog on the money line, and I wanted to take a little piece they didn't get it because it shifted down to plus 165, but I was still getting plus four and a half. So I actually did take a little piece of it. Look, I get it. You're missing it by 10 points from what it was pre-flop, but I still needed to see what the offensive style was going to be, how Purdy was going to look because he reportedly was a little banged up last week. So I have a seven point lead. You're still giving me plus four and a half. Yeah, I, I took that with Nebraska. Now they're probably going to miss his field goal as I'm watching <laughs> it right now. But um, yeah, no, they made it. So that's what I'm sweating out. I'm, I'm sure they'll find a way to disappoint me, but they are moving the ball. It's all I'll say. Keep an eye out for that. We're rooting for you, buddy, as we always say on here. All right, couple mm -hmm. score updates. Texas A&M 7, Florida 3. Aggies find the end zone. They're 3.5-point favorites with a total of 58.5 at home. North Carolina's drive stalls. They get a field goal out of it, though. 7-3, the score there. Virginia still leads. We'll give you updates on everything else that has started here in this early morning slate, and we continue to break down these big games, including, of course, another one in the SEC with Alabama on the road. Talk about this spot for LSU coming up later today. It's Live Bet Saturday. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSAN, the Sports Betting Network. What's up, folks? Welcome back in Live Bet Saturday here on VSAN. I'm Jonathan Von Tobel, Danny Burke alongside Duran Bradley with about a 47 yard touchdown, we'll call it. Texas Tech is into the end zone, baby. Wide open. Big play. Finally goes against TCU as opposed to for them. So right now we're on the verge of this thing getting tied. 7-6 with the extra point coming. We'll give you an update on the live line momentarily. But first, Dan, uh, let us hit our pro tip of the hour. Uh, something I hit on when it came to Texas and what I was keeping track of personally, which is just being aware of the betting market's perception of a team. You know, Texas, each of the last couple of weeks, has been bet up, uh, but they have failed to cover. And, uh, and we're talking about some of the opening numbers as well, right? It's not even just uh, bet up from an opening number, not just the closing number, because generally you'll see, well, maybe the opening number covered. Not the case for Texas the last two weeks. So maybe after a blowout of Oklahoma, betting market's a little too high. So just be aware of those perceptions and track where these numbers go, because it can give you a, a little bit of a, a head start, I would say, on the handicapping process when it comes to evaluating some of these teams. Yeah, for sure. A little bit of a false narrative sometimes, too, whatever you want to call it. The market's moving one way doesn't mean that's automatically the side that's going to end up hitting. I mean, you have your preconceived notions, set your own lines sometimes beforehand so you have a general idea of where you believe this game should be. Then you can correlate it with the betting market and kind of further evaluate it from that point on. But that's yeah, a good point with that Texas game, right? I mean, they haven't been the most secure team and the, and the uh, most confident team to lay some money on, but... You know, new opportunity today, but you're right. Could be a spot you just want to step back from and just uh, watch from a fan viewing standpoint instead. All right, a couple of updates score-wise uh, in these games. First off, our early morning game, uh, still pretty low scoring. Service academies love these games. 3 nothing Air Force. So if you remember when we last updated this, Army uh, did have a fourth down that they went for in their own, air, uh, their own territory. They did not get it. Air Force turned that into three points. Right now, Zeke Daniels dropping back to pass, and uh, that is going to be falling incomplete. So this is going to be a fourth and seven. Air Force is going to give this ball back to Army. I would assume they're not going to go for it on a fourth and seven. Uh, some other updates. As I mentioned, Texas Tech finds their way into the end zone. This number down to eight and a half in favor of TCU. Total 71 and a half as we have a tie ball game there. Kentucky and Missouri. I did not mention this game. I think I forgot to mention this as well. There's for, for our complaints about the uh, the narratives and what these games mean in the morning, there are quite a few of them. Uh, but Kentucky up 7-3 over Missouri, 4.5-point spread in favor of the Wildcats with a total of 42.5. And, and are we on upset alert? I have a 7-0 score in favor of Northwestern. 
with seven minutes left to go in the first. <laughs> Can I interest you in minus 24 and a half in favor of Ohio State at even money with a total of 55 and Ooh. a half? That's if it gets under 24, I think I'd actually jump in on that. It That's is 22 a big, and a half. I might, I maybe have to do it. I'm not seated on my screen for whatever. Oh, well, because I'm in Illinois, so I can't bet it officially. But oh, that's a good point, you know yeah. what? You could uh, pseudo count me in on it, JBT. <laughs> that is uh, that is a good point. I feel I, I'm sorry, my, <laughs> my friend. I apologize. Uh, all right, some other updates as uh, scores are going on in the morning games before we get to the big game later today. Uh, out in Death Valley. Western Kentucky, 21. Charlotte, nothing. We'll give you an update on that game. We have four minutes left to go in the first quarter there. Uh, Nebraska, you had mentioned this, 10 nothing lead over Minnesota. I've got Minnesota still as a four-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. Uh, that's kind of interesting, not only because, look, I get it, Danny. We're talking about the much more higher-rated team. It's why they laid over 14 on the road against Nebraska but I, I thought that maybe 14 and a half was a little rich. And now the algorithm's being a little stubborn because of how highly rated Minnesota yeah. was coming into this. I mean, I don't, you mentioned the Minnesota offense. It's kind of fallen off in recent weeks and that's nowhere near as efficient as it was at the beginning of the year. That does stick out as maybe a, a line that should probably be a little bit closer to pick as opposed to four and a half given Nebraska's 10, nothing lead. And the fact that I think Minnesota's a little overvalued. You put it perfectly. It does seem like this line is being stubborn based on what the pre-flop conviction was on Minnesota. And I do agree as well. I feel like Pickham would be more of the appropriate price. Look, Minnesota probably finds a way to at least tack on a field goal on this drive. So if you do want to get on the side of Nebraska and it's still at four and a half with a 10-0 lead and the defense doing a fine job as we're about to wind down the first quarter, well, then I'm sure it's going to really overreact, especially if they get a touchdown against Nebraska. So uh, I would wait. I know I already took a little piece of four and a half just because I was shocked the number hadn't adjusted as they were moving the ball. But yeah, this is this is very peculiar how this market has been treating this game. So keep monitoring this one because right now, for example, Nebraska's plus two twenty in terms of the money line. Uh, haven't seen anything with the updated spread, but last I saw, like you said, it was four and a half, and there was Nebraska with a big stop in the backfield. They try to hand it off, they get nothing at the end of the first, so it's going to be a second and long. Nebraska's got all the momentum. Nebraska needs this game, and they had a week to prepare with their backup. So maybe the market did overreact because of that. I think, uh, Ellie, you mentioned it's now six and a half. So it was six and a half, and, and then five and a half now off the board. So uh, we will keep an eye on that and uh, see if we're kind of barking up the right path there. Uh, I'm not something that I'm very interested in betting because it's not a game that I am uh, very much uh, prepped on and one that I don't have on the many TV screens, but uh, it just sticks out to me given what my preconceived notions are on Minnesota. Uh, Anthony Richardson hung one of his wide receivers out to dry, but it was for the cause because he got a, it looked like an unnecessary roughness and or targeting penalty. Uh, they got inside the 10-yard line, and uh, that was punched in for a touchdown. So that is a 10-7 game. Uh, Florida now up on top of Texas A&M in this SEC matchup. That means really nothing. At the beginning of the season could have meant a lot more than it does at this point right now. In-game update for that one. Two and a half, the spread in favor of Florida with a total of 62 and a half. All right, with that, let's give updates on what we're going to see later today. Alabama, LSU. I'll give you the floor here first, Dan. What, what are your expectations here in this game as Alabama is a near two-touchdown favorite on the road? And I am told that because it's a night game, that makes a really big difference. <laughs> I was considering actually laying the 13 with Alabama in this spot. And you talk about looking ahead to the playoffs. Maybe this is a game the committee would have to look back on in a tough road spot. And it depends on how much Alabama beat down LSU. Look, the momentum is riding on the side of the Tigers after they completely dismantled Ole Miss. And Brian Kelly's been doing a fairly impressive job in his first season with the LSU Tigers, a team that we thought would at least take a year to be really competitive. That just hasn't been the case. They've been proving a lot of the doubters wrong. I still like this Alabama team a lot. I still think they could be worth a little bit of a look to make the playoff. But of course, you got to get past LSU here. The reason that I ended up not laying this pre-flop JBT is because of these road woes that we have consistently yep. seen with Alabama because of how we've seen so many of these games where they probably should have been dominating more. So it's been closer. So I, I know it's like beating a dead horse here, but I really think if you're going to want to bet Alabama, you would wait for an in-game spot. Conversely, if you like LSU, I think you'd take it pre-flop because I wouldn't be shocked if Alabama is a little bit slower, keeps LSU in this game more so than they should. So 
yeah, I'll wait to see if I can get Alabama under a touchdown because I think they should be winning this game by double digits. But that's going to be my strategy in this spot. Yeah, I think so. The road thing is, I think uh, maybe important's not the right term in college football. It does mean a little bit more, uh, but that is something that has bothered Alabama in recent years. That includes this year. They are two and one straight up on the road. Uh, the outright loss, of course, coming to Tennessee, as we know, but. Obviously, he's a nine-point favorite against Tennessee. You lose outright, you fail to cover that game. Uh, they beat up on Arkansas, but then the Texas game that we discussed, even when Quinn Ewers gets knocked out of the first half, they fail to cover that matchup. They win 20-19. to You go back to last season in some of the true road spots. Uh, that whatever, what, How many overtimes was it against Auburn or whatever it was? Uh, 24-22, though, on the road there. They were a 20-and-a-half-point favorite. They failed to cover. It was a two-point game on the road last year as well against Texas A&M. They lost that game outright. The road game against Florida, where they had to turn away Florida on, I think it was a two-point conversion at the end that would have tied it. Uh, this has been kind of a troublesome trend for Alabama, which has been these road spots that you're talking about. So I think that matters. The thing that for me, like the thing I go back to from like a football matchup standpoint, because I think a lot of people, Danny, keep pointing out like, hey, you know, Nick Saban in the past, he's been bothered by mobile quarterbacks, but we keep invoking these memories of like Johnny Manziel and whatnot. Johnny Manziel is out there doing, you know, God knows what at this point right now. I think what we have seen this year, I mean, think about the games that they have really struggled. I thought it was Texas and Tennessee both come to mind, right? They lost the game outright. They barely got by Texas. Those were deep passing attacks that kind of killed them in right. those spots, right? I mean, T Hendon Hooker had a couple over the top that he completed, one for a touchdown. We know that Quinn Ewers was going really deep on them and actually had a great drive, which ended up with him getting injured, but he completed one well over the top against that secondary. I don't know if Jaden Daniels is that guy. You know, like we saw them against Mississippi State with an offense that kept everything in front of them, and they were able to play pretty well. I just wonder if that's going to be the case here against LSU. It's not, It's not. I don't think, the same weakness that we have seen in the past for Alabama. I think this year it's more secondary and a quarterback who can test that secondary. Yeah, I, that's a really good point by you. And this is going to be his biggest test up to his career throughout college football. And all the pressure is going to be riding on them, knowing that it's been put on based on their past performances. So, um, look, Brian Kelly also, we know, has uh, not done particularly well against Nick Saban in the past. So maybe if you want to count that as a leg up as well. But, yeah, I mean, I, again, I think Alabama wins this game. Just from a betting perspective, though, I think at some point you will get a slightly better number. So that's what I'll be patiently waiting for and hoping to get. Uh, Producer Elliot, all over it, as always, pointing out that Menzel is playing for FCF Zappers of the fan-controlled football league. So I was going to make a terrible reference about him and, you know, party. You got his whatnot, jersey for that league, right? Uh, of course. It's a little small on me, though. All right, we'll come back. Uh, we, we'll update everything. Texas Tech's got a first and goal. Punch it in, Red Raiders. Let's go. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSIN, the sports betting network. Even a wager that misses can still be a slam dunk with BetMGM, an authorized gaming partner of the NBA. Place an NBA one-game parlay wager with four legs or more, and if you miss one leg, you'll receive up to $25 back. Just opt into this promotion on BetMGM's app or website. With one-game parlay, you can make selections within a single NBA game, including team and player props. So go ahead, take your favorite NBA star to score big, the home team to cover, and the over in points. Opt into the promotion, then place an NBA one-game parlay wager of four legs or more, and you'll get up to 25 bucks back if you miss one leg. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued is not withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLE. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. Speaking of Nevada, New York, or excuse me, no, New York, the NBA. Uh, I will be in New York next Wednesday, and it is the same night as... Nets Knicks. I got to go, right? Absolutely. Go You're taking over the Big Apple, baby. JBT right. takeover. That's what I'm doing. Uh, they know I'm coming. <laughs> they know I'm coming. All right. Uh, let's welcome in Von Delzell. Nice enough to give us some time today. Von's been awesome throughout the season, uh, joining us regularly here. You can find his work up there at NBC Sports. Uh, Von, it's good to talk to you, but I wanted to start with you. Were, we were talking about this off the air. It's actually a game that I'm on as well. Uh, so let's get your thoughts on this. San Diego State and UNLV. I actually, so I bet this today, and I was surprised because this has been sitting at six and a half pretty much all week. We saw it open up nine on Sunday, and I think part of the reason this moved, speculation, and properly so, that Doug Brugfield, his quarterback for UNLV, was going to come back from a concussion. That is rightfully so. He will be back this week. But now that we're down to five and a half, I, I think that's a cheap price here in San Diego State against a bad Rebels defense. What do you say? Yeah, that's, that's how you bet college football. When these lines move drastically like that, you don't want to be caught chasing the line movement. The time to bet UNLV has already passed. You would have wanted them at that nine. You would have wanted them at over seven. Uh, now the fact that it's inside a touchdown, you definitely want to get San Diego State. But I did lay the six and a half with the Aztecs. So uh, I'm not too afraid of the line movement here. My guy Jalen Maiden has got my back. He has been an ATS machine since he's taken over, become the DB to quarterback. And uh, why Doug Brumfield has come back with a concussion, man, I mean, he hasn't played in a while. This is the first home game for San Diego State since October 7th, almost an entire month. It's also homecoming for them. Uh, and then you factor in Brumfield placing, playing this defense and the number one rated special teams unit in the entire country in San Diego State. So uh, a lot of things that go well for San Diego State. I love what they did lately. They should have won that last game. Uh, East Coast guy here stayed yeah. up till 2 in the morning yeah. to watch them blow that lead. Uh, it sucked, but they still covered. And that's what great teams do. So let's get one more cover at homecoming, San Diego State, minus five and a half. All right, Vaughn, I know you got some interest in this North Texas FIU matchup. We've seen a fairly significant line movement go toward the home favorite, North Texas, 19, now all the way up to 22 in some spots, but consensus seems to be about 21 in the hook. Which side are you leaning toward in this situation? I absolutely love this mean green team. I haven't bet them enough this year, and it's been a huge mistake in my life that I'll never be able to get back. The time I, I lost not betting North Texas these past five weeks, I'll never be able to get back. Uh, but, I, yeah, I bet them a couple times. Last year I rode them for uh, five or six street weeks straight, and they cashed five weeks in a row. This team is 15-6 and six ATS since the start of last year, and this is a monumental game for them. Why people won't even recognize it because it's FIU coming to town. Uh, North Texas last year needed five straight wins. And to beat an undefeated UTSA team to be bowl eligible for the first time in a very long time. This year, as of week 10, they win today. They're bowl eligible. That's the success that this team has turned over here in recent years. Um, FIU just beat two terrible teams, uh, New Mexico State and Charlotte on the road these, uh, these past couple weeks. And uh, the other two road games, a 41-12 loss at Texas, Tech, Texas State and a 73-0 loss at Western Kentucky. This game means so much for North Texas. Does not mean much for an FIU team that's won two straight. Uh, perfect time to fade them and perfect time to back North Texas, who's six and one ATS at home in the last two years. 
All right, let's go back to uh, the best conference in the land, the Mountain West. Uh, Boise State playing a home game against BYU. Uh, and this has been the quiet secret, I think, uh, of the season so far, especially in this conference. Taylor Green comes back in at quarterback week five against San Diego State. Uh, they win this game. Since then, Green's been fr- freaking solid, uh, especially yeah. the last two. And this Boise State team, since that San Diego State game, Vaughn, has covered and won every single one of those games. They're an eight-and-a-half-point favorite here against BYU tonight. Does it continue on the Smurf turf? Yeah, I laid the seven with the Bronx, and I love it here. I mean, Taylor Green, I'm watching their offense, and I was thinking they're all gaining everybody by a lot. Like, it doesn't seem like it's it's a very small margin. Like, it seems like their offense is really reeling in. So I looked it up, and since he's been the quarterback, they're plus 235 yards per game uh, more than their opponent in that that span. So with George Halani, he's an excellent running back. They didn't have him last year when they beat BYU at BYU 26-17. And this guy has 657 rushing yards and five touchdowns in their four-game winning streak. Um, so, yeah, sign me up for Boise State. BYU's on an 0-7 ATS streak, and they lost all four games last month. Uh, there's nothing worth backing for BYU. Give me Boise State on the turf. All right, let's look at a little Big Ten action later today. Illinois, the red-hot team out of this conference right now, taking on Michigan State, who clearly has been a disappointment coming into this season. Illinois up to about a 16-and-a-half point favorite. It's kind of steep, but I'm curious if that's why this almost draws you to a prop that you're considering in this game with Chase Brown. That dude has been an absolute beast. Do you think the success continues for him? If, if I was laying points on the side, I'd still be taking Illinois. I might take a look at Michigan State's team total under if you can get around that 13-half, 14-and-a-half number, obviously 14-half being the very key number. Uh, but yeah, I mean, listen, I'm not allowed to say the words uh, like lock or max bet, but at the beginning of the year when Illinois' team total was four and a half, I mean, those are the only two words that came to my mind. Uh, I loved what Brett Belmont has done. His defense has been significantly better, but Chase Brown has been what made this offense go. Obviously, Tommy DeVito has been an upgrade at quarterback, but you look at what Michigan State's done defensively, it's been poor in Big Ten play, and Chase Brown Leads the country in rushing, not just the Big Ten, leads the country in rushing. But you look at Blake Corum, 177 yards on Michigan State. Braylon Allen, 123 yards. Trayvon Anderson of Ohio State, 118. Uh, basically, the five running backs against Michigan State average 128 yards per game on 24 carries. Chase Brown's the best one. His line's at 135.5 on Fandle. It's at 148.5 on DraftKings. Wow. He's at 146-plus in three games. So, yeah. I bet the over 135 and a half, it might be scary, but I've also bet an over 220 and a half on a running back before in college football. It's much different than the NFL, unless you're Derrick Henry versus Texas, of course. All right, Vaughn, we'll get you out of here before, but before we do, we need your thoughts on the biggest games of the day. Uh, first off, Colorado State on the road against San Jose State. Uh, no, uh, Alabama, uh, Tennessee and uh, Georgia. What do you make of this? We've been throwing this around a couple of times now. Georgia, of course, sitting eight, eight and a half in this matchup. This total has been bet up as high as 66 and a half. There's a lot of 65 and a halfs out there as well. Two sides of the coin. Everyone's going to say with the movement coming towards Georgia now, the Bulldogs are the clear team to play. But you have to remember this happened with Alabama and Tennessee as well. Uh, we knew Bryce Young was probably going to play when he did come in. The line moved significantly towards them. Everyone was betting them. Tennessee wins outright. Similar situation, but kind of different with the injury news. Georgia has all the injuries on the defensive side of the ball, and we've seen them take a step back here this year defensively. Tennessee was only one of two teams to score above 17 points on Georgia last year. I think we could see a similar recipe and them keep it close. It's either a Tennessee money line or pass for me. Uh, so I like the Vols in here, but I'm not going to go crazy on it. Uh, I do. I think they have a chance to win. Yeah, plus 230 we're seeing on that money line, but should be a great one there with that SEC showdown. And same with Alabama and LSU. Bama laying anywhere 13-13 in the hook. They kind of need a huge statement win here to keep their playoff hopes alive, a lot of people would argue. Do you think that they can do it, or is LSU good enough to keep this one close? LSU's been quite the story since the beginning of the season. Like They've improved drastically every single week. And I'm not willing to go to war with them here against Alabama. I think if you have Bryce Young props, like over 277, 275 yards, that's the way to go. He might have to light this LSU secondary up. A lot of youngins there. Um, But the spread to me is a no play. It's a very sharp spread. Uh, But if I was picking a side, I'd pick Alabama. But much like when I bet BYU, which I'm hoping, fingers crossed, doesn't bite me tonight, uh, Alabama and BYU are the two worst teams in the world for me to bet on next to Notre Dame. Uh, so those are the three teams. If you ever hear me bet them, you should probably take the other side. 
so BYU is jumping for joy tonight. That's all I'm saying. Vaughn Delzell. Vaughn, we appreciate the time, man. We're up against it, but thank you. Thank you, guys. Good luck, Good man. Luck today. Vaughn Delzell again, NBC Sports Edge is where uh, you can find all of his work. All right, we'll roll through some updates real quick, Danny, before we get out of here. The first one is uh, TCU held to a field goal attempt, and they make it. So we have a 10-10 tie between Texas Tech and TCU. Dare I say, defense being played in a Big 12 matchup here. Um, shocking, I know. In-game update right now, TCU a 7.5-point favorite. Total has dropped a little bit. Remember, it did surpass 70. It is 67.5 right now as Texas Tech has a third and short, we'll call it, at about their own 35 or 40-yard line. Other updates throughout. We'll keep you updated, of course, as the show moves along. But Florida-Texas A&M has evolved into a shootout. 17-14, about uh, 12 minutes left to go. No, excuse me, 14 minutes left to go in the second quarter. Texas A&M, one-and-a-half-point favorite with a total now of 72-and-a-half in-game. And Iowa actually found the end zone. 7 nothing against I'm Purdue. Out. They're a six-and-a-half-point favorite with a total of 36-and-a-half. All right, we'll come back. We have our second hour of Live Bet Saturday. We continue to move through a lot of these games and update you on what is happening in the world of college football. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.